0: we hope you enjoy the following playboy radio production chances are you're gonna love what you hear please go to playboyradio.com and become a member for more playmates more shows and exclusive extras thanks for listening and enjoy the show
1: yo man you know who this is this is Cheris b playboy playmate come on in girl hey ice Attention, celebrities, rock stars, rappers, and badass athletes. Cheris B is here to save you from your own fake-ass interviews. Doesn't get fly in this.
0: Hey everybody, it's Cheris B on PlayboyRadio.com. You are listening to the Backstage Pass, and in today with me again is... And I'm going to have to do more of an introduction than just in with me today again. So everybody listening right now, today is the moment that I am going to officially, officially welcome the one and only Tom Robb. I've had him on the show many times, and I'm not going to say at all that he is, he's not my co-host. He is now a part of Backstage Pass. This yeah. is our show together. Yeah, it's awesome we're doing to this here. together. You are not my co-host. I'm not nor, the friend. guest am I yours. anymore. Now we can nor frighten I other yours. Now we can mess with <laughs> other people. Now it's, we're teamed up and this from here awesome. on out, everybody, you get both of us. You get Tom Robb and, and I've introduced you before, but since this is the yeah. official show... You well, I think what tell makes everybody this, why you're here and who you are, and well, why, I why I think here, you're
1: amazing. <laughs> we both have music backgrounds, we've talked about it with you. Obviously, you're a playmate, and the music background I like how
0: you said obviously.
1: Obviously, that's yeah. cool. Okay, I'll well, take it that. Is <laughs> um, we want to kind of do the backstage pass and give so many different viewpoints of things that go, you know, whether it's a show, a tour. UFC fights, it but just, just get
0: to the dirty. Tell people who you are and who you get to hang out with, because that's really dirty. like where this all starts. Okay, from.
1: so I'm here t- because I've been bodyguarding for thirty years, and I've toured with many, many bands, uh, from Metallica, Linkin Park, Creed, System of the Down, Robert Plant, Robert Plant. We okay. still do. Well, Bon Jovi is that what he's? Oh, Kanye. Con- yeah, we well, don't bring up Kanye ever again. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, and kind of. wow
0: that's a show no, no, in itself no, no. you no. want to hear about that <laughs> uh, and
1: and you know what it's kind of we've been traveling almost 78 countries and i just think we have a lot of fun things to talk about and when we get guests from music I have something in common you have a lot of a diverse background that we can maybe ask kind of cool questions get them comfortable and just talk about and have it. a
0: good time absolutely and who doesn't want to hear two types of point of views absolutely. a man and a woman's point of view yeah. and today i mean let's yeah, let's let's do the honors and give our our well, first guest of our absolutely. show together
1: well one of the cool things is i am related to the singer of who was staying he's my brother oh let's
0: just add we can we're gonna as you guys listen you're gonna hear he, more and more he's a very humble guy
1: well, it, it sounds like name dropping. So one of the things we have in common with the guests is he's known my brother for 20 years and I've known him for 40. So I went who um, who's think we're going to get into the background. And, and Dan is I've known for 20 years and it's really interesting to see them from the garage band and tiny little clubs to
0: everyone listening today. We have on. Dan Dan Estrin, Estrin, not to be confused with Estra Jinn
2: or Epstein or Epstein, which he gets a lot.
0: But Dan Estrin, he is now currently and has been the reigning lead guitarist for Hoobastank, which if anybody listening does not know who they are, they actually had the most played song in the world of 2004, song The Reason. Congratulations.
1: We were so hot that year. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he, he was still in and cool. He's and we'll find out if that was a good thing or bad, actually. We'll fi- kind of figure it out. Um, we'll finish up with so the So that intro. could be a bad thing? Yeah, it can, and he can explain if it was, because now you have to challenge it, and you got to follow it up, and is
2: that did that re- really represent who they were as I, I, hey dude i never even thought about it like that that's fucked up right there
1: yeah i know this is we get deep here already <laughs> the footsteps you hear is dan leaving this Levy is kind of
0: doctor phil but Ooh. you didn't know that we just lure you in and then ask you a bunch of very like deep questions Got make it. you sweat for an hour
1: so our relationship 20 years first things that stand out for you you wanted to talk rooftop party and stuff like that but you were in high school
2: yeah i met tom um you know, when I was in high school, I was probably 15 or something like that, 16. His brother Doug, uh, who's the singer, who, and the co- you guys co-write everything pretty well, much. Do you, Doug it, and I started the band. We started Hoobastank in in uh, '94, right? Okay. I,
1: now you went to Calabasas High School I, in the Valley, or yes?
2: No, I went to Agora. That's oh, how you I did. actually. I grew up in Calabasas, born and okay. pretty much born and raised okay. in Calabasas, um, before the Kardashians got there. Yeah, way, <laughs> way before way, the Kardashians yeah, yeah. got there. Um, and uh Doug was fifteen minutes up the freeway in Agora Hills and I happened to go to high school there because I was a problem child and gotten into some trouble. Okay. Just in school. What kind f- of problems? Nothing really just ditching class, being oh, a smart ass, okay. not you know just... Be, you,
1: you smart ass? <laughs> that's right.
2: <funny. laughs> so um Someone so were you
1: w- in a different band at this time than him because you guys were in different bands. He was in Sound Off for Chesterfield. Yeah,
2: we were in high school and Were you uh, in
1: Idiosyncratic?
2: Uh, I was in a, yeah, I was in a band with a friend of mine um in high school called Idiosyncratic and then Doug was in a band called Sound Off for Chesterfield with yeah. a mutual friend of yeah. his lead singer. Doug was the bass player actually. He wasn't even singing in the band. Their hit Doug's singer was a mutual friend who you know as Well John. Yeah. And um we all were just friends. We played shows together, and we kind of got to know each other. Doug and I realized quickly that the two of us were the in both of our bands were the guys that the main were, force that were pushing forward, yeah. creating, you were
0: standing out.
2: We were kind of the creators of everything yeah. and the, the the most driven out of everybody. And did, um, did you guys know then this is what you wanted to do, or you're like, let's see how far it goes? I did. I knew exactly what I wanted to really? do. Then Doug didn't. Doug, were you
0: already playing shows at this time, or were you garage band?
2: We hadn't even... Okay, so we hadn't even really started it together yet. We just were playing in other bands, so garage jam, bands. Yeah, and, little jam bands. Yeah, playing okay. like... Okay. We played the whiskey one time yeah. in 1990s. And that was huge. In the early, <laughs> not late, or mid-90s, whatever was it was. But that was
1: pay-for-play? You had yeah, to get yeah. all
2: the kids from high school to pay to show up? Yeah, and... What, um, what
1: are you listening to in high school? What's motivating you music-wise?
2: Well, at that time, you know, I mean... In in 92, let's just say 93, I remember all that Seattle stuff coming out, 91, 92. So whether it was Nirvana, it was Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, yeah. whoever, you know. And then I would go back a little bit farther. I'd go to Mother Love Bone or something yeah, like that, yeah. you know. Um, but at the same time, I'm listening to the Chili Peppers, you know, Mother's Milk or Blood Sugar Sex Magic albums. Exactly. Or I'm listening to Fishbone or I'm listening to Mr. Oh, Bungle. Oh,
0: Fishbone is yes. so... Good still amazing. So, Fishbone was one of my first concerts, like small concerts I ever went to. It was well, in DC, amazing.
1: Yeah. That's interesting because you guys actually had some funk and ja- uh, some percussion in when there we for started, a small window. Yeah,
2: when when we started Hoobastank, it was we were all over the map, man. We had horn players in the band.
1: I love a horn
0: section and like a funk rock band. We I had stuff like
2: that. It was, it was it was elements of funk, a lot of Chili Peppers stuff, mm, yeah. heavy stuff, grind. But, but what were Scott, you listening
0: whatever. to that was like? Back 20, 30, 20, 30, 40 years. Because well, I mean, that's what you were listening to that was on the radio then. Yeah. But, but what I, was really like driving some some stuff way back for you? Way
2: back when I was a kid, I remember my dad had his office at the house, which was had all his vinyl records just stored, boom, 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 boom vinyl, vinyl, like 500 vinyls and his record player. And so I would just go in there and he'd pull out you know, a Zeppelin record, any Zeppelin record, or he would pull out say. a Doors album. But he was, my dad was very was very diverse, and he would listen to The Doors, or he would listen to Led Zeppelin, but then he would, you'd have Air Supply in there. You'd have Neil Diamond, you would have... <sighs> Did
1: that make you eclectic
2: and diverse, or do you... I think just so. Stay- I think a lot went through the years when people would ask me, you know... Questions about songwriting and about how we come up with our songs or why we come up with the music. Why do we play the music we do? I, t- I mean, I've always said it's look at what I grew up listening to. Exactly. Look at what Doug grew up listening to, you know. And well, so he brought a different angle, too. Doug then. for sure brought a completely yeah. different angle. He brought he- a heavier angle. He was he was he like diff-
1: Metallica and Van Halen. And I did forget yeah. to say Meta- yeah. Metallica
2: was a huge, huge, huge uh, favorite of mine. For you guys? For, for- I, I don't want to say Metallica was an influence on what we wrote. But as far as that band back in the day, and yeah. even still to this day, so it, what it
1: was it big... about them for you? You're 15. What is it that it was just that the...
2: aggressiveness? Yeah. And you, as I got older too, I would go on jogs. I remember, you know, I'd go out and start to exercise and go on a two and a half mile jog, and and I would listen to. Um, uh blackened you know on and justice for all the yeah. opening song yeah uh, which is an amazing song you're running run, pretty to, fast then, to run was, yeah. to but you go dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun. and yeah. i'm and you keep up that momentum for two miles or it's a longer song so yeah. you're, you're running for seven minutes to that thing and it i don't know man i just thought it was it was killer
1: so that time uh it's really interesting if people don't know this you guys also grew up with a couple members of incubus and a couple members of Lincoln Park, which is pretty crazy in retrospect <laughs> to think this one high I school can't or
2: this not area. Not laugh when I hear the name y- Incubus. I'm Ingl- sorry. <laughs> when you can't we pronounce have, the no, U. No, we have we have a fun,
0: we have a story, but you know we'll tell you. You'll have to you know we'll have to get into some more like uh, Doctor Phil when we tell you. Yeah, the well you story. have to put your feet up on a couch <laughs> now.
1: So let, let so me when ask. You, yeah, oh, when go they ahead. got
0: together, like. With your brother. Yeah. Like, so how did, like, tell us exactly how, what was the moment when you guys were like, let's do this. So check this out. I remember
2: Doug, Tom's brother, Mm -hmm. my singer, was not my singer at the time. He was a year older than me in school, and I was ditching class. And I went to this one class, and he happened to be in it, and we kind of knew each other and he looked at me and said like you want to get out of here let's go let's just go to 7 and i was like of course let's go get we get in the car and we start driving to Seven Eleven. and i remember there was allison chains was on the radio or he had an allison chains tape or cd going on and i heard i heard him kind of harmonizing oh, with yeah. it i heard him so singing. at this point you and don't know me, he's a singer. at this point i have no idea that wow. that doug can sing because i knew him as a bass player And And, you're
0: like, wow, because that voice is impressive. Well, I
2: kind of overhear it. And to me, it was somebody that wasn't just singing. I don't remember if he was great, if he was okay, if whatever it was. I just remember him understanding the harmony. Like he wasn't singing the lead. He was singing the harmony on top of it, which to me, I was like, oh, okay. this, This guy knows what he's doing. And so because of that. It it uh, it turned me on in a non-sexual way, and I was attracted to. We were both attracted to what we were doing, you know, and feeding off of each other.
0: It was an exciting moment. It was
2: super exciting that you could actually put it together and make. Yeah, it. it was like all the other dudes in my band at, at the time. I would try to do something. They were okay. Just, so was didn't... there
0: a bad breakup on by uh, on either side so that you two could get together? Because yeah. at the end of the day, it's still a relationship. No, it wasn't. On there either was. Side. There
2: wasn't. It was almost like a very innocent first relationship that you know a a guy and a girl in high school where you kind of just know once you graduate and go to college it's over it's over you kind of just know so yeah you had more drive than they did obviously yeah so I didn't even care at that point. I was like whatever we're we're we're, our momentum we're going forward the two of us you guys can all suck it you know okay so at that time I want to
1: move forward just a little bit so your friends are starting to get signed and do clubs at the time it would be Incubus and Lincoln Park yeah and you know, in your heart and in your mind, you're in the same talent pool. Are you getting a little frustrated that they're just a little bit ahead of you? Well... And you're doing Whiskey yeah. and Troubadour, and they are starting a tour. Are you getting frustrated, nervous? Is there a time frame you guys are getting kind of stuck on?
2: You know, we were... I, I, I do remember kind of being excited for both those bands. Absolutely. But at the same time, I was also... Yeah. Because we, we had been turned down by um, by a handful of record companies at that time. Um and it's, you know, you have all this wind in your sail and this momentum, like I'm talking about, you're moving forward, you're excited, and then all of a sudden somebody kicks you in the balls and you're like, oh, okay, this is never gonna happen. Right, um,
1: and so they're now on tour, you're starting to hear them on radio, and is that motivating you in the studio? Of course, yeah, yeah.
2: I think so. I think that when your peers and people that you grew up with or saw in high, you saw kind of start, you know, um, that are starting to do their thing, maybe maybe it does it just made me want to sit in the room but you always feel like you're
0: just like trying to like climb that you know very obviously difficult ladder that just keeps going on and on you know people think they become superstars overnight and people don't realize the road to success is not a straight line i think that's why we wanted to
2: talk about this it's a process well what she just said about the climate because before we had a record deal you're climbing this ladder to get to that record deal. You're climbing it. You finally get but to But then the
0: you th- get there, and there's a whole other ladder that's to the exactly. left of that ladder well, that you are got to get Yeah, you're right, now you're going. back at the bottom yeah, again. Now, of, you're now. only on the third floor so, out of eight.
2: <laughs> so now you get signed,
1: and you're starting all over as the lowest run of the bands at Island Def Jam at that time. And that was a huge, huge get yeah. to be signed. And then now you have to start in the studio and start the process.
2: Yeah, I, I don't remember feeling that feeling of man we're at the bottom of the uh of the ladder again just because i was so excited and had this natural high that i had gotten a record deal and my life was about to begin so who's that's your
1: a- producer at, for the first one self-titled album
2: yeah the first album that we did this guy jim Wurt. and would
1: you hear from him how'd you choose him
2: we met jim Wurt in um 1995 uh at this studio called fourth Re- fourth street recording in santa monica um and uh, he kind of developed us. He, he met us at, a, at, at such a young age and heard our songs and helped mold this band and cut our songs from eight minute songs with a thousand different parts down to a four minute song.
0: I, I, I cannot wait to hear more about how you became like this huge band. We have Dan Estrin in today. We, you are listening to the one and only Backstage Pass with Cheris B and now Tom Robb. Tom Rob. Mr. Oh, were you enjoying that? Well, if you think that was good, you should go to PlayboyRadio.com and
1: hear what happens next.
0: The first 30 days are free, so you have nothing to lose.
1: See you there. PlayboyRadio.com.